Black Girl and Om creates space for women of color to breathe easy. We promote holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. This is Lauren Ash and Dion Ivory. And thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Hey, Dion. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. You're glowing when you said oh. I'm doing great. I feel like I'm glowing. That's good. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm trying some new stuff for my skin. I tried this oil that I got from Well Summit last year that I just have literally oh never Finally. even. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I tried some of um, Abina's Hana Hana Beauty like lip butter. So mm-hmm. you know some natural shea mm-hmm. on my lips. Natural shimmer. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So what's been going on in your in your life? Catch us up. Ooh, this year. This, wait, today is a great day for both of us. We should, like, share what is up with Lifestyle with Irene Ash. Oh, my God. I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> Girl, my brain. So we've been working a lot um, this past couple of months, as mm-hmm. some of you know, on our new brand, Lifestyle with Ivory and Ash, which basically um, provides affirmations and illustrations for women of color. It's been so amazing to work with Dion on another project. Um, and today we launched our Black Girl yes. Magic Tote. Oh my God, you guys, it is absolutely stunning. Like, it's one thing for you to have somebody else's like product and be like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. But when you create something that you're obsessed with, it's really amazing. Seriously. We, we look at it and we're like, we cannot believe we created something <laughs> this magical. Um, but yeah, we just launched it today. And um, if you go to our website at ivoryandashlifestyle.co, you will see the amazing accessory that you're going to need for the summertime. And, and it's I, inspired by Solange. So I know yeah. you guys are going to be like, oh my God. I was going to say, I think that's the cool thing for us and that's why we're excited about everything that we do because there's always a story behind everything that we create yes because we quite honestly don't really have time to be creating stuff that we're not passionate about yeah, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. at least i don't i don't know we, about you nah, but <laughs> but uh like i mean you created this beautiful illustration that features all these women that's clearly inspired by um solange's a seat at the table exactly yes and i remember when you tasked me with the job of creating the mantra and i I was like pressed about it for weeks. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do I write that both encapsulates the essence and the energy of what Solange was creating throughout her album mm-hmm. and that everyone, like every black girl this year felt from yeah. listening to that album. Um, and then also how do I connect that in a way that's unique? That's not just, oh, you could find those lyrics in Solange's you know, liner notes, but like, no, what is unique to Ivory and Ash and what we're conveying? So it was really dope. Um, I created the mantra, when the strength of our bond leads to our collective abundance. I remember texting it to you, and you were like, add magic, and it'll be perfect. And then I looked Mm -hmm. back at it, at what I wrote, and I was like, okay, so I basically just defined black girl magic. Yes. So I just put black girl magic colon, and there there we go. So super excited about it. Yeah, I like (laughs) flew like out of my space when she (laughs) sent it to me. I was like, oh my God, this is literally the definition of black girl magic because, I mean, collaborative efforts, you know, it's like you're bringing two powerhouses together and they're able to create something that's going to resonate with other black women. And it's just... Bro, it's like live beyond <laughs> imagination. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> 
I'm serious. It's true, though. Um, I, I think it's amazing. Like, there hasn't been a definition. And for you to define something that's so, so powerful, yeah. so many women are going to be like, and I think it just changes your perspective when you look at another sister who's doing something amazing. You're yes. not looking at her as, like, competition, but more like, you know what? I admire you. Exactly. I would love to, you know, connect with you to bring some more magic to the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the definition that this is a, this is something that's going to strengthen us. A- absolutely. Like it strengthens us individually and it strengthens us collectively. And mm-hmm. I think that Black Girl Gnome has always been about that since day one. Yes, ma'am. Um, bringing people into the fold, being a part of the Black Girl Gnome tribe, understanding how we can support each other. Mm-hmm. And Ivory and Ash is the same way, specific to Black women makers, which right. is really dope. Right. So if you're a maker and you want to get in touch, please, like we are literally here for you <laughs> we are here to connect with you we're here to amplify what you're doing what you're yes. creating um we're very much about connecting with other women who are creative and whether you just created something yesterday mm-hmm. in your house or you've been, you've in, been in it for a minute you yeah. know we're here so yeah oh my god thank you for that because <laughs> i totally was like what no that was a great introduction i love that well i think going back to how you and i met like we were both like shy about each other for a while we were shy <laughs> i know and now we're just like oh my god people think we've been friends for like ever ever mm-hmm. since childhood i'm like nah y'all yep. it's only been a year since i've been here yeah oh my god my but we've known each other for two up. years okay 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 yeah i just like to say a year because yeah. it's like face to face your shy is a year yes yes Absolutely. Well, we're excited to talk to um, a really, really wonderful woman that we know a lot of you follow, admire, have Mm -hmm. been given all of the life from over the past several years. She almost, in my opinion, needs no introduction, but I'm going to share a little bit about this wonderful person, Um, Francesca Medina also known as Hey Friend Hey, is a lifestyle influencer based out of Harlem, New York. After years of battling a chronic illness and then healing herself through alternative medicine, nutrition, and fitness, she became the advocate of more conscious living. In hopes of inspiring others to do the same, Francesca founded HeyFriendHey.com in January of 2011, curating easily accessible, affordable, and comprehensive healthy living resources. Since launching, Hey Fran Hey engages via monthly health and fitness challenges, mental and emotional hygiene discussions, and Q&As on issues spanning from homemade recipes for acne and hair loss to DIY recipes for lotion and and lip balm. You might also know her from um, her Hey Fran Hey YouTube channel, and also she's one-third of the Loudspeakers Network wellness podcast, The Friend Zone. So without further ado, hey, Fran. Hey, Fran. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I am happy. I was telling you guys before that New York is hot and Mm -hmm. we're about 70 degrees today, so I have zero complaints. Oh, that's just perfect. That's perfect. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So do you feel a lot more lifted with the with the weather change? Oh, absolutely. I'm a Caribbean baby. So anytime it gets warmer out and the sun's out, I definitely get happier automatically. Oh, my God. That is so true. You know, something that's so interesting. We were driving yesterday to like we were doing a shoot for Ivory and Ash. And um, it was some homeless people outside. And, you know, a lot of times when you're in the car and, like, they're coming by and you're, like, can I have money? Um, And most people don't let down their windows. But yesterday, 
because the sun was out, I feel like, you know, and people are like in a better mood. They were all eager to give away money and it just made me so happy. I'm like, Lord, like keep the sun out, you know? We noticed it. We noticed it. It was real. You know, it just impacts your mood. And we've talked about this a lot because Dion's from Houston, moved up to Chicago this past year. I'm a Midwest girl through and through, but that doesn't mean that I've ever gotten used to, you know, gray skies and gloomy weather. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about like the connection between mental health the weather and how we feel. Right. Oh yeah, because I'm I'm a hermit. Like I'm a homebody, pure Taurus. But I when I when it's nicer out in the summertime and everyone tells you New York summers are like the best thing in the world. That's when I'm way more social, way more mm-hmm. creative and, and going for walks and just willing to be outside. So the sun definitely changes my outlook on the day for sure. Absolutely. I, you know what? I'm going to have to spend a summer in New York because you do. I'm telling summertime you. shy, though. Let's, you know, I'm like, it's a little competition there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I'm sure I'm pretty sure it's just as magical. Man, if not more. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, there are no words. You just have to experience it. Cause we have so many like awesome street fairs mm-hmm. and the music festivals, like Afropunk, you know, in Brooklyn. So it's just a lot, a lot of good food, good music, good conversation. Those Absolutely, are, those are, like, my favorite things for the summer. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. We'll be coming back soon. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So, um, you know. In when I shared a little bit about you, I only touched on a couple of your projects. You are um, super beautifully busy. I don't want to just use the word busy because I think everything that you're doing relates to your passions. But you are someone who is doing a lot right now. Um, I'm personally a huge fan of one of your latest projects, which was the Insecurity Podcast. I'm hoping it's coming back for another season. It, it actually is. Very excited about that. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Yeah. And um, I'm also a fan of your website. I mean, you just share a lot of content, um, especially DIY stuff. I'm not as big of a DIY person, but I'm the person who saves all the stuff so that one day, you know, get I get inspired <laughs> and I'll just do it all at once. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, you know, Deanna and I talk a lot about creative entrepreneurship as women of color and how we balance it as well as, you know, being balanced as people who are interested in self-care and wellness. Right. So, and this is something that we talk with our listeners about and they're really intrigued and passionate about as well. So with you, you know, how do you find balance? What are some of your best practices and words of encouragement for maintaining balance through your own life? Um, I think the biggest lesson for me, cause I'm about, I'd say six years into this online uh, digital world, and I would say is learning my boundaries. I'm someone mm. who I, you know, overextend, I'm a people pleaser and sort of an overachiever as well. So I want to do everything, absolutely everything that comes my way. And mm-hmm. I slowly started to learn that that wasn't going to allow me to be of service in, you know, in my highest potential if I just am like a watered down version <laughs> of my mind because I'm constantly a part of so many things. Right. So so kind of learning to say no and feel okay with that and not feel bad and sticking to projects that um, I'm 100% passionate about as opposed to just trying to be in the mix, which is, I think when you're online, you kind of, 
get told like, you know, exposure, exposure, and the more you're part of this and that. And so you want to be everywhere, but I'm learning to, to be okay with having days where I'm not doing anything and I'm not creating and watering my plants and drinking tea and taking naps and reading new books and going to exhibits and being totally okay with not having a million things to do and finding that balance. I actually was talking about this the other day online where I'm learning my rhythm, um, I, you know, mm-hmm. like my creative rhythm where I think for me, I've learned I have give a good seven or eight strong weeks of like straight creativity that I've been able to channel. And then I need a good week or two to kind of uh, chill out and be re-inspired and, and learn new things and even not learn new things just to kind of shut down and sleep and catch up on myself and my personal life. So I think it's just about learning what your rhythm is and being totally okay with not being this like on a factory setting where you're constantly output, output, output. Oh my God. I am absolutely, this whole time I was just racking my head. I was in agreement, <laughs> seriously in agreement because um, this past, the past two weeks have been a, li- a little bit more slower than usual. Like I've been, I'm, Lauren has got me like hooked on this ridiculous show. Um, <laughs> it's pretty little liars. It's like, oh my God, this it's show trash, is so ridiculous. But good, but trash in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm like hooked on that show. But, um, so I've been like, not I haven't been busy like creating as much as usual and so I've been kicking back you know watching like 12 episodes a day <laughs> and I know I know you guys no, and it's great. Um, I'm, I'm currently <laughs> doing that now I'm re-watching Sex in the City at my <gasps> age to see if it's a different show for where my brain is now oh my god that's fascinating. I literally just finished that whole season like a month ago. Yeah, man. It's funny how the show that you loved when you were a teenager and now I'm 35 and I'm like, wow, these women were a mess. What, what was I connected to when I was young? <laughs> First of all, can we just side note real fast? You are 35 years old. Girl, what is what? Fourth, yeah, 35, man. That's craziness. <laughs> I keep telling Dion that um, we're not old. So I'm 29 and she she looks at me whenever I tell her that she literally wants to like fly out the window. <laughs> she, she's she's 25. So she's a youngin. Okay, I'm 26. I'm, oh, 26. But she I'm still turned 26. Excuse me. Yeah. Because <laughs> people always try to chew me out about my age. I think like I'm a baby, but you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 26. But you look amazing. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I can't complain. I think. Being able to create how I want to create and and have control of my day definitely has affected how I look and how I feel. So it's, it's mm. and your wellness. Mm. Ain't that a know. word on today? Yeah, ain't that a word on today? Oh my god! But so we totally got sidetracked. But yeah, I was saying that I've been just kind of like relax, relaxing, and just just chilling. And the first two or three days, I felt really, really guilty. I was like, Dion, like, what are you doing? You know, you could be emailing somebody trying to get more work. And the thing is like, when you're so busy and like, you feel like you have no downtime, there are times when I'm like, God, like, I just want a break. And then when I get it, and he's like, okay, I'm giving you this break. I don't really know how to deal with it. You know, just don't allow yourself to receive it. And I, I think for me, I was noticing the things that I were creating, I wasn't exactly excited about them. It was just like Mm -hmm. putting it out. And that's when I was like, I have to step back and made myself step back for a couple of days to just kind of restructure and recalibrate. 
And then when I came back after like a week, I just took like a week off one month. And I noticed that I was able to create, you know, I was like back on track, like a, a reset button. And I thought, well, okay, clearly this is something I need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, allowing myself to have those days off. And then I just started doing it regularly. And now I'm, I am totally okay with having a day where the only thing on my schedule is watering my 1,000 plants in my apartment. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That's yeah, great. Yeah, and I'm That's totally, great. and I'm happy with it. I've learned to be more allowing of that and not feeling guilty. Because I think as creatives, you know, there's a lot of pressure. We have so many of our peers doing amazing things but look around a lot of the time so then that's where the guilt comes in like well i could be emailing or i could be clicks on my youtube channel you know there's always something but i'm learning that i'm sort of on my own schedule and right now that's really all that matters and sometimes you have to learn the hard way to get to this point um recently i've been thinking about incorporating um, kind of like you were saying, it, it sounds as if maybe your breaks come like every two months, but, um, I've been thinking about incorporating like quarterly breaks, not just for myself, but also building it into the culture of the various teams that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, and inviting everyone, you know, like the Black Girl Gnome team, one of our values is wellness. I think an, a, one way of being well is to be proactive in instilling certain breaks away from the work. Um, so I've been thinking about doing like every quarter, like a week off, like mandatory. Nobody does anything. We communicate it to our broader, you know, community. And that's it. Like, it's just a part of the rhythm. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's only fair. And we actually did that on the Friend Zone podcast. We took two weeks off a couple of weeks ago. And of course, our fans were like, what the hell? <laughs> they were sending us all kind of gifts and memes, which is actually really funny. But oh, that's hilarious. My God. I, at the end of the day, a lot of people sent us really supportive messages like, hey, we totally get it. You guys have put out an episode every week for almost two years straight. So it's only fair (laughs) that you can take, you know, two weeks off to kind of like recalibrate and and focus on maybe a couple other projects and even just being okay with resting. And a lot of people were supportive. And like you said, I think it's cool to even set that tone and, and be like, this isn't just us doing it, but hopefully you find permission in yourself to do that in your own life, seeing us take those breaks as well. So I have a question. All of this is fantastic, by the way. You're totally preaching to me. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So as a creator or as a creative entrepreneur who's just starting out, you know, you feel like, okay, I'm on my own. Um, I'm not at a nine to five and like my work. I get work because I'm like so engaged with social media or I'm always out and about and talking to people. Um, Do you feel like how how would you what, what am I trying to ask? Because I know we just talked about resting and taking breaks like that, but a lot of times when you feel like you're kind of working for yourself, you don't feel like you can afford to do that because you're going to miss out on money and when you have to pay bills. So like, how, what would you say to someone who's kind of struggling with that balance? Like, I feel like I have to work because I have to pay bills and I don't know if I can take off because I don't know if I take off, you know, like, or if I'm not on social media, it's going to affect my pay or me getting some type of money to support myself. Not even money, but just like developing your work and and connecting with the right people because of that visibility. Or that too, yeah. Yeah, well, I will say um, 
when you're starting out, that is kind of grind period. <laughs> so because mm-hmm. you are setting the tone for your brand and connecting with other creatives and kind of seeing, you know, what conversation you're bringing to the table, you know, what new conversation you're bringing to the table. So there's a lot more of um, observing, I'd say, than resting. So even if you're taking a step back, you know, you should still be kind of scoping the landscape of like the digital space. So there's definitely less resting, but I will say, and this is going to sound so like (laughs) ethereal and hippy dippy, but I've learned that um, when I feel I'm creating out of like desperation, what happens is I attract a lot of desperate work. So Mm -hmm. I, I tend to get a more brands that are kind of lowballing me financially or not yeah. or not exactly aligned with what I want to be doing but just sort of like ah I guess I'll do it and then I attract more of that but when I right. do take the time to be like okay what is it that Fran wants to create right now what does she want to talk about what does she want to uh, have people thinking about and bring to the forefront and really like kind of carve that space out to cultivate that then suddenly and i promise you this is not hippy dippy but suddenly brands it's almost like they can feel it it's a frequency that i'm putting Mm -hmm. out and then i start Mm -hmm. getting all these amazing projects that actually pay me not just way more than a thousand little projects but also way more aligned with what i'd rather be doing so it's not so much about working as hard as possible but just working as true as possible and as clear as possible. So now I've totally stepped back from being completely saturated on the digital space. I'm cool if you don't see me for a month. I'm cool if you don't see me for two weeks, but know that when you do see me, the work is gonna be dope. That's amazing. I was telling Dion that um, you were speaking to that last year when we met at Blavity's Empower Her conference about how like, you just get clear on what you want. You do that and you're unapologetic about stepping back. You know, you're not someone, no shade to those who do do this at all, but you're not someone who's posting like, you know, 18 pieces of content a day. Um, And yeah, I think that this also speaks though back to like the fact that you've been in this for a minute. Like Mm -hmm. you've learned these things Mm -hmm. since 2011 when you came out. Yeah, and it's Um, a hamster wheel, you know, and it's a decision. mm -hmm. Like you said, it's no shade at all to my peers that, that post- multiple times a day but I also know uh, many of my peers that do that are exhausted but they created that uh tone for themselves so now it's like okay but how do I get off and then you know it's it's like a whole new set of problems so that's why I set that tone very early even with my YouTube I am not going to post on a regular basis I'm gonna post when I'm inspired but I promise that the information I post it's going to click. You guys are going to love it. And it's going to be worth the wait. And that's just sort of how I work. And my base has been super cool. They kind of just know that about me. Like, you know, I'll post on Instagram maybe once a week, <laughs> like if that. And it's totally cool. And I, I've, it's just a relationship and a, and a dynamic that I've set for myself. And, and it just works because it encourages me to make sure that when I do post, it's something cool. You know what? I am so happy that you said that because... Um, when you're first starting out, like I have some friends who come and they're like, Dion, like, you know, how do I get more followers or whatever, whatever? And they're like, do I have to post like 12 times a day and all this? And I'm like, ooh, you know, you, 
I don't really, <laughs> it's like, no, that's not the route you want to go because people get annoyed with that too, you know. And like you said, it's exhausting. And I know for me, um, because I've, like, I feel like I've grown or I have a much clearer vision of like who I am um, and what I want to communicate through my art. I don't feel like it's necessary for me to post every day. And I feel like people who follow me know that, like, like, and then sometimes, like, it was, like, last week or something, I was like, oh, I haven't posted in a while. I was like, let me post a photo. I posted the photo, and I was like, you know, I, don't, I didn't feel good about posting that. I just did it because I feel like, oh, you know, people are not seeing me. Right. You know, and I was, I just deleted it, and I felt so great, you know, and it's just, seriously, it's all about having that peace. Like, who are you? It's not about other people. It's about staying true to your art, staying true to your vision and all that stuff like you talked about earlier. So, man, girl, you are on it today. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is fantastic. <laughs> no, it's great, and it's, and it's, it brings out a bigger conversation, too, just about having boundaries for yourself. You know, I have a lot of peers that have stepped on that hamster wheel. And like I said, they're exhausted. And, and then they've created the the fans now who leave comments like, why haven't you posted? Where are you? And that adds to the tension. So now there's just like this circular tension all around. And it's like, if you can avoid that, do it as soon as you can. Even if you have to make a post about it and be like, y'all, I am on this hamster wheel. I want to get off. <laughs> so authentic and so I'm like super transparent I tell people all the time oh yeah these are my two weeks well I'm watering my plants and drinking tea and <laughs> yes <laughs> yes I laugh about it and it's funny and it's like okay that means we're not gonna see Fran for a while <laughs> yeah that's, that's great that is okay that's great that's way that's super authentic and I think this all just gets back to something that we're really passionate about at Black Girl Gnome and I think you're passionate about as well which is mental health like we're doing this so that we don't quite literally drive ourselves crazy. We're doing this so that we're not overburdening ourselves with so much that we're concerned with putting out for other people, but we're very mindful of what we're putting into ourselves, right? Right. So um, we know that you're huge on meditation. We know that you're huge on um, just this idea of intention, having an intention for your life. I saw on your website this really beautiful um, phrase. I view this as maybe your mantra. I stopped looking for the light, decided to become it instead. I think that's beautiful. Oh, I love that. Um, so, yeah, could you just share a little bit more about, like, the role of mental health in your own life? I know that's so broad, but, like, it's – Something that we just need to talk more about, I think, especially as women of color. Um, we've been focusing on it this month uh, at Black Girl Known because we're focusing all month long on taboo topics, on kind of like exploding this idea that like certain things are off limits to discuss and we're going towards those conversations rather than running away from them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I mean, my brand started because I started suffering from kidney malfunction. It was I was building all kinds of uh stones, infections, disease. I mean, it was crazy. And it wasn't something that I had gotten from my family. It wasn't hereditary. It wasn't genetic. I literally, from one day to the next, woke up and my kidney felt like a brick. Like it was a literal brick on my, on, you know, my side towards the back. And I couldn't walk. I was in and out of the hospital for a year on Percocet, Vicodin, oh morphine, you name it. And, you know, looking back, obviously now I can sit back and, and see exactly what happened. But it, it comes back to my mental health. I had been on autopilot for so many years 
working a job that, you know, would give my parents bragging rights, not necessarily something I wanted to be doing. Mm. I didn't even want to go to college, but as a child of an immigrant, you kind of have no choice. (laughs) And then trying to figure out how to stay, how to sustain my life in New York City, which is so expensive. Um, Putting behind all my passions and just focusing on money, 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 saving, saving, savings. And my body... Because I didn't have an outlet, I wasn't journaling, I wasn't really exercising, wasn't necessarily eating properly, just constantly creating stress levels that were just getting higher and higher and higher with no outlet whatsoever. So it had to manifest somehow, right? So it came out physically Mm -hmm. and my kidney was like, hey, here's the alert system you needed to sit your ass down. (laughs) So, you know, unfortunately it takes some of us to hit that wall to really kind of rebuild a new life. And that's what my story is. But at the time it felt like, you know, a rock bottom, but it just was exactly what I needed because I was not paying attention. I was just on autopilot and it was that illness and being out in and out of the hospital that really made me sit my ass down and start questioning, like, what is this life? Like I'm 25 about to have, surgery um they were about to put a catheter in me here i was with my hair falling out weighing like 100 pounds and i was like how did i get here (laughs) how did i get here and it was you know all these childhood traumas that i was running from um a terrible relationship with my mom non-existent relationship with my dad like you know all the things that we all have like all the little fogs that we kind of tuck away and hide from and like you said we just don't confront them and it Mm -hmm. caught and it caught up to me and that was it was that day uh in the hospital when i was supposed to have my surgery in about a week and i told the doctor i was like you know what i'm not having the surgery i'm done with this medication like all of this Uh is bullshit i went and got a juicer started going for walks until i could fully walk again and that's when everything changed that's when i was like you know what i have to be more conscious about where my head is, where my thoughts are, the life I'm cultivating, the job I'm working. You know, it's like I woke up. I really woke up and snapped out of it. And that's why mental health is so important to everything that I create, because I just want people to be fully present, you know, as much as possible and understanding the importance of that so that they won't have to hit any walls like I did. That was phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I think think in this world um, where... Again, the digital space, we all work within it, um, but we're all passionate about wellness and self-care. You can kind of miss someone's origin story. So I knew a little bit about yours, but the depth of it, I did not know. So that's so profound on so many levels. Let's say number one, this idea of getting in touch with your body. Um, I very much believe that you can manifest all sorts of diseases, mental health issues, when you forget about... (laughs) how much your body and your mind takes in all the time, especially in this age, like this digital age, you know, because we're always taking in all these messages. And also because of the environment that we live in right now, where we're exposed to more toxins, we're exposed to more chemicals. Um, So something that both Deanna and I have been getting a lot more passionate about lately, just like the toxins and the chemicals and the food that we eat, as well as the things that we put on our skin. Mm -hmm. And then I would say also that once you are, um, the, the other compelling thing about your story to me is that like you were confronted with this illness and something that was very like life altering and potentially life threatening. 
and that you decided to completely change your life. I think sometimes, unfortunately, when people are confronted with that, because of so many challenges and so many barriers, they still are unable to make those changes. Um, So that's really amazing. Then, third, you decided to allow this to be the thing that inspired other people around you, and you built an entire platform around it. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to become a blogger. (laughs) It really was, I was homesick and started buying a bunch of books. I was like, how can I regenerate my kidney? Like, what does that even mean? And I started uh, juicing and finding out different recipes and trying to figure out what vitamins and what deficiencies my body had. Like, I just became super curious about how my body was functioning and how to recalibrate it and reset it. And that's really where Hey Fran Hey started, because I just started sharing the recipes on Tumblr. That's all it was. And people started reblogging it and hitting me up like, hey, I have this problem and this problem. And I was like, listen, I'm not a doctor. Had to make that disclaimer, but let's Mm -hmm. figure something out together. And then that became what my site was. It was a little community that we created where all of us with all our little ailments (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and kind of whether people didn't have... uh, insurance or were just you know fearful of the doctor a lot of us don't even have access to good doctors in a lot of our neighborhoods so we just did it ourselves and we started sharing recipes people had recipes their parents had handed down their grandparents um, from their different cultures and backgrounds I mean we just created an awesome community of information and obviously it was all based on trial and error would work for some would not work for others but I just love that we were putting that conversation to the forefront and this was in 2011 where health was not the thing online like now it's trendier which I'm so thankful for but in 2011, you know, YouTube was still people just talking about washing goals and leave-ins and which leave-in, you know, which hair butter to use. Oh, and, my uh, God, yes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that was the rise of the natural hair scene. So that's when I was like, hmm. And then my friend Cheska Lee, she was like, hey, what if you jumped on YouTube and started like showing these recipes and what products to use. And I was like, girl, no, YouTube is so shady. Like all the comments, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I was like, I'm sensitive. <laughs> and she was like, no, I promise like it'll be cool. At least do one, at least just do one, do your hair routine, but show like the natural products that you're using and, and give people options if they are more conscious of ingredients. And I was like, all right, let me see. So I put that up and it did extremely well. It had like 100,000 views. I was like, oh shit, you know, this is crazy. <laughs> like, wow. I guess people are interested in like a more conscious living. I thought maybe people would be bored by that, um, but they were totally into it. And then the next question was, okay, well, what do you use on your face? And what's, what do you use on your skin? Well, how do you have that six pack? And, you know, and then it was like, I had all these questions and content and content and I just kept pumping it out. And suddenly a brand was born of people just wanting this information. And I was like, okay, it pushed me to do more research, pushed me to even get even healthier because I wanted to be an example of resetting your life. And you know what, to be honest, it's taken a lot of evolutions too because I've became really hard on myself too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I started taking it a little too seriously <laughs> and then I became, I created a new level of autopilot that at the time I didn't realize. Now I was like mm-hmm. the healthy autopilot. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily checking in with, are you happy being this spokesperson? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is this what you want to do? I was just like, 
I got to get this info out. And I became kind of like obsessive. And then I had to take a chill pill. You know, I even wrote a post about that on Instagram where I was really like muscular and like I became fitness obsessive and I I was like Mm -hmm. injuring myself. I had a shoulder injury and a knee injury and you name it, but I was still out there with my six pack (laughs) trying Um, to to be like, you know, this vision of health that that wasn't even real anymore. It was just for the internet. So that was like the second level of the illusion that you face when you switch into like a different lifestyle. So that was eye-opening like oh my god there's so many levels to this (laughs) and then yeah and I had to step back and make sure that I was happy with how my body looked and I started gaining a little more natural weight still fit but just making sure that it wasn't for how others were viewing me and more so about their perception but actually how Fran was like wanting to work out and not going so hard and being injured and when I put on the weight people were like oh my god you look so different you know I had to deal with that Mm-hmm. Um, but I was happier and then it also allowed other people to be like thank you you know I was struggling too just making sure that I looked cute in like my Nike two set outfits on Instagram but I wasn't actually feeling good <laughs> <laughs> you know but not actually feeling good so I mean it's levels it's a constant evolution I'm still uh, unraveling all these labels and definitions and, and figuring out you know what what's the true path for me on a regular basis and i'm totally okay with with that oh, oh my god I, i'm i'm speechless <laughs> i am you are phenomenal like yeah i appreciate that <laughs> your transparency is so needed i mean you know social media is obviously an illusion of so many things so many people are depressed and you know just unnecessary just competing for just unnecessary reasons it's just I mean it has its pros and cons but you know a lot of people who already deal with self-esteem issues and all that stuff it could be very triggering for some very dark things you know yeah absolutely. Um, it's hard seeing especially because it's like a self-imposed cage at the same time absolutely absolutely and being and willing participants in like cultivating these highly like depressed environments for Mm -hmm. ourselves so that's the part where i'm like that's just not a game i'm willing to play it's just Mm -hmm. i've already seen how easily i can fall into autopilot so i'm very mindful of of not allowing myself to play into any of those scenes at all and then learning you know to to deal with people who are like, oh, you could be so much bigger. Oh, if you only did this and if you cha- you don't understand, Fran, like you're sitting on a gold mine and people in my ear constantly telling me how much bigger I can be. But my, but meanwhile, I'm looking at how, yeah, they might be huge and have all this money, but they're so unhappy and I'm not chasing right. any of that. I'm not. I'm totally happy with growing how I need to be growing. Like I love my pace. Um, yeah, I have peers that have surpassed me. I'm so happy for them, but I'm totally happy with the things that I'm figuring out on a daily basis. And I'm and I'm looking forward to where it's going to take me. That's why I don't even have, when people are like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what's happening. <laughs> you know, I'm figuring out what's yes. going to happen this evening. Like, let me let me stay here in today. And that's as, as far as I'm going to take the conversation. You know what? Something you just mentioned, you said uh, you have some of your peers who have surpassed you. And it just made me like, so you speak so confidently about where you are right now, like loving your pace, embracing it. And I feel like that's true success. 
you know, when you're at a place in your life where you feel like I'm, I'm literally good mentally, spiritually, physically, I feel great. And even though my, you know, peer or whatever may be in a different space doesn't mean that they're far along than I am. They're just in a different space, you know, and that's for everyone. Like, Every everyone's there's no template to the perfect life or success because it looks different with everyone, you know? Just be where you need to be and focus on that. My my best friend in the world is married, she's a principal, she has two kids, like we have totally different lives. You know, hers on paper is way more accelerated you know what i mean but we admire each other so much because we literally each have what the other doesn't yes <laughs> yes yeah. yes because she can tell me about her day and i'm like girl two babies your wife you have this crazy like you know a principal like that's a big deal you oversee a school of children like this mm -hmm. is insane, you know but then she asked me about my travels and how was haiti and how was cuba and we, it's just this like love affair we have with each other's lives and it's totally love and respect and there's no competition. And it's just like, cool, man. I get to live vicariously through my friends and everything. And that excites me more. It's just a bunch of stories we get to share with each other. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I love that. I absolutely love that. So um, everything you're saying is so great. I wanted to know... Um, you mentioned before that um, Francesca is a friend of yours and that she encouraged you to explore an outlet, you know, YouTube, and that at first you were like resistant to the idea and then you opened up to it and you went for it. And I see this a lot, um, I mean, with Dion, I see that a this a lot with other friends in my circle where you kind of bounce off of each other and you explore and and add to one another's growth, right? Mm -hmm. Where you don't see something that you're capable of or you don't see an outlet for how you can express your passion or creativity. Um, but they do, and you respond to that, you know? And it kind of links back to what Deanna and I were talking about earlier, this idea of, like, black girl magic and just, like, really celebrating one another and supporting one another and encouraging one another's abundance. So mm -hmm. kind of, like, to close, I know we could keep talking for hours, and I think that we will one day, but <laughs> <laughs> to close, because um, there's so many people who listen who, like, you know – unfortunately right now like don't have these um thriving sister friends and they don't have supportive communities um what are maybe some tips or some um suggestions that you might offer for um cultivating healthy relationships supporting relationships particularly with other women well what i've learned is that i had to be clear with myself first in order to attract people that would make me feel good because I, you know, we tend to point fingers like, oh, like I've heard you hear people all the time like, oh, I can't be friends with girls because they're so petty or, or catty or whatever. I've actually never had that issue. I've always been blessed to have the most amazing friends. You know, they, the relationships change. Obviously, we're growing. Everyone's going different paths. But for the part, I've been very blessed. But I will say, you know, what has helped is that I am just so clearly me and you know, I the energy I put out, the frequency, just like I was saying earlier about the brands and the kind of work you want to do, it's all the frequency that you have to create and put out there. And all the women that I'm friends with, like Cheska Lee and Crystal and Shameless Smile, like those are all my close friends. And the reason mm -hmm. that we love each other and push each other, we're like soundboards for each other, is because we're all so clearly ourselves. Like the, yes. the boundaries have been defined. 
Um, the comfort levels have been defined, who we are as women, as creatives, as humans, as lovers, as friends. Like, it's all so clearly defined and still being defined, obviously, because we're all evolving. But I think once you you decide what you want your life to feel like and to look like and all those details yourself, then everything else will just fall into place. It's, mm-hmm. it's like not... Uh, it's never about like searching for any of this. That's why I, I wouldn't even know what tips to give. But it's just that knowing that once you cultivate that in yourself, absolutely everything you're looking for will just fall into place. That's beautiful. Oh. And that's, that's, it's a practice. I feel like, um, you know, the way that you're saying it, like it sounds, it sounds so simple, but not, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, of course, that makes so much sense. And then you're like, okay, how do I do this? And I think that the the how is like you practice it again and again and again and again. Right. And knowing mm-hmm. your rhythm. You know, when I say knowing your rhythm, it's not just about creating, but it's just also understanding how you work, understanding yes. your triggers, your pressure points, your fog, all those details of everything we've discussed in this conversation. It's just creating that relationship with yourself. You know, the time I spend, the week or two I spend by myself, it's not just so I can catch up on sleep because I'm tired, but it's also I just want to check in. I want to check in. I want to make sure that I'm happy where I am, that what I'm creating is still authentically me, that, you know, while, yes, we are in service, but I'm not sacrificing myself to be in service. There's a harmony between what I put out and what people are receiving, and then it's all aligned and dope. And so I have to make sure that I'm very clear with that. And that's part of the check-in. And that's not just for creating, but also with your friends. Are you guys still pouring into each other? Is it one-sided? Do you guys need to talk about it? (laughs) You know, with your family, with your parents? Like, it's just really my, my project right now in life is just creating uh ease ease is like my favorite word right now i literally was to myself on the street i'll be like just today has been such so easeful 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 everything has to be easeful and even you know obviously life isn't easy it's not all you know rainbows and butterflies there are a lot of lows that come but it's just getting through those lows with grace so that you can enjoy the next high and just being easeful through all the different chapters and evolutions and the unraveling of yourself and getting on autopilot, getting off autopilot. I mean, like you said, it's a daily practice and it's just making sure that you're making that time for yourself. We have been over here shaking our heads the and entire time. our fingers. <laughs> like, you think we're kidding? We're not. Like, I was closing my eyes for, like, a smooth <laughs> minute a second ago, okay? I love it. <laughs> oh, this has been absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to listen to this personally over and over again. Absolutely. freaking lutely <laughs> Repeat. And quite honestly, a lot of what you said, and I was like motioning to Dion (laughs) as you were saying it about social media and your own boundaries and your own relationship to it, I'm about to start incorporating into my life because I've recently had some more 
Like I've had increased anxiety. I don't have anxiety like in a diagnosed way, you know, but I experience bouts of anxiety because I live in the United States and it's, you know, 2017. So, um, but I've experienced a lot more anxiety lately. And a lot of what you were saying was literally speaking to how I can minimize it in a way that I think at this point in my career and my personal development is actually really important for me to hear those messages. So thank you for that. Absolutely. The other day someone asked me, how do you deal with online pressures and in the digital space? And I told them I get off. <laughs> I turn it off. It is as simple yeah. as that. Oh my God. Yes. There's no key. There's no, you know, profound statement. It really is. I just turn it off. I actually turn off everything and I go to sleep and that is how I reset and make sure that Fran is cool you know I think we are we are afraid to do that sometimes and it's totally okay to log off thank you so much thank you thank you this was awesome I've been wanting to work with you guys for a minute so I'm excited we finally made it happen we're gonna keep pulling you in keep pulling you in oh yes yes ma'am um, also, I mean, I, I know, again, a lot of our community knows and loves you, but just in case, for those who are new, where can everyone find you online? Um, you can find me at Hey Friend Hey everywhere. It's the same uh, for everything, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, I am the producer and one third of The Friend Zone, um, which is an awesome wellness-based podcast on the Loudspeakers Network. I'm also half of the HBO recap podcast for Issa Rae's show Insecure with my co-host Crystal, which we will be coming back in July. Um, Yeah, and I'm currently on tour. I have my wellness tour, 12-city tour. We're about halfway through. That's on supernaturalpopup.com if you want to read more information and maybe try to get on some cities next year. And yeah, that's where I am for now. Thank you so much, Fran. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, enjoy your day. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye. Shout out to the Afro Hair and Skin Co., this episode's sponsor. They are an independent Afro beauty and wellness business located in the UK. They're dedicated to creating truly organic and natural products carefully crafted by hand using fresh, natural, and locally sourced ingredients. I have been using several of their products for my hair and skin this past week, and I am truly obsessed. They're offering BGIO listeners 10% off with the code PurePlantMagic. Keep it all lowercase and get yourself a gift, y'all. Follow them on the gram at Afro Hair and Skin Co., on Twitter at Afro Hair Skin Co., and be sure to let us know what you enjoy. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl and Gnome podcast. To stay in tune with us, please follow us on Instagram at Black Girl and Gnome, on Twitter and Facebook at Black Girl and Gnome, and be sure to check out our amazing website at www.blackgirlandgnome.com. Thanks so much to our podcast network, Post Loudness. It's a collective of independent audio shows by people of color, women, and queer identified hosts. There are so many great stories that people of color, women, and queer folks want to tell, but they don't always have a place to share them. Post Loudness creates this community of unique voices and audio. Special shout out to our producers, Cher Vincent, James T. Green, and Alex Cox for the amazing support. To our podcast coordinator, Tenny Odunsi, and to 
Khalid B. and Peter Espenson, responsible for the music that you hear at the top and end of the show. Till next time, find ways to breathe easy.